Welcome to Far North Tokers. This is episode 53, April 11, 2017. Your host, Mid Toker. Thank you all for listening. Next couple of episodes may be little showcase episodes on best bud tenders in Alaska. We have the Alaska Cannabis Classic going on right now. 25 bud tenders have been nominated. I thought, what a great opportunity we have here. We have a month before the voting is done. And Far North Toker podcast, we can do every day. 25 nominees. There's no way 25 people want to get on this podcast. We might get a few. And so far, we've got about five or six that may be coming on. We're going to hear some great stories about bud tending. Never heard before. You ever wonder what it's like to be behind the counter in one of the first dispensaries in Alaska? We're going to hear it. We've got bud tenders from Good Sense, Herbal Outfitters, Pakalolo, Enlightened Alaska. Who knows who else is coming? We are in for such a treat. Thank you, Alaskan bud tenders. Without you, how are we going to get our bud? Put out the call to see who wanted to join Far North Tokers. First and most excited, Misha Poole. Whew. Wow. I had a chance to work with her. Great bud tender. She knew how to talk to people. She she knew what people wanted. What a great opportunity we had the chance to talk to her today. With her medical background. Let's get to it. Hey, Misha, how are you? I'm really good. Uh, could oh. you sound good? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I would like to welcome Misha Poole, nominated for Cannabis Classic Alaska Best Bontender to Far North Tokers. Misha, thank you for coming. Oh, thank you for having me. Oh, I'm this is so nice. I'm absolutely excited. <laughs> it is nice. I'm excited. It's great. So, I really wanted to know some of your... Some of your other jobs that you did, you know, a lot of people sit there and think, oh, how am I going to get into the, the bud tending business? I've never done that. But not a lot of people have, have they? But um, what other skills yeah. bring, what other skills add into that? <coughs> Go. Okay. Well, you know, again, thanks for having me. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm really excited about the Cannabis Classic. Yeah, I'm, I really mm-hmm. am. Um, it's a good time. And it, uh, yeah, I'm thinking it really will be a good time. And, um, Back in the day, my very first job was for um, Kenny Shoes. I sold shoes in retail. Mm-hmm. Started part-time in high school, got out of high school, went into management, ended up managing a store in Alabama, and um, then was like, okay, I'm, I've, I'm having babies. <laughs> and so I can't, you know, I can't work from nine to nine and manage. This is not what I want to do. I want to stay at home and I want to have babies, right? Nice. And so... Um, when my son was eight and my daughter was four, turning five, um, I went to school and got my license and as an EMT because I was very interested in um, medicine, always have been, hmm. and um, got my license 
got my license to practice as an EMT in the state of Louisiana, where I'm from originally. When I went on some ride-alongs, I figured, I realized, holy crap, this is not the job I want. <laughs> I need to go back to school. <laughs> Was it seeing and people so, hurt? No, 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 no. The seeing people hurt wasn't a problem. I went back to school for to get my licensed practical nursing degree. Gotcha. I did that. Uh, uh, what it was was the driving at fast pace, worrying about if other cars were going to not hit us, worrying <laughs> if the scene was safe, if firearms were used. Gotcha. It, it, that's like a danger. I mean, you know what I mean? You're in the mm-hmm. midst of – that's dangerous. I was like, this is – I got kids, man. I need secu- I need to get in a hospital where there's insurance and security and, you know, mm. <laughs> that kind of thing. That's what I was thinking. So I went ahead and went back to school and got my degree as a licensed classical nurse. You know, and thanks go. You know how that is. Um, I ended up divorcing. Um, and uh, I really, having been raised in the Deep South for a long time, thought, you know, it was important that I was married and had a man. And then I came to this realization after my divorce that why do I need a man? And um, But life brings on its own struggles. And I ended up getting diagnosed with... Um, a very serious autoimmune disease. You know, I, I, I have MS. I try not to complain about it too much. Um, it's a remittent disease. It's not the progressive side type. And so um, I try to manage it very well. And um, right about that time, when, like before I knew it was MS, when I was having the very first flare episode, it was really hard. And I, was, I couldn't keep up with my children. I couldn't keep up with my job. Um, it was just really difficult. And so um, I was like, how am I going to, what am I going to do? How am I, as a single parent, going to make enough money? How is this, do I have to, am I going to have to back, fall back into that mindset that I'm, I have to find a man, a partner. Is that really the truth? And so I is started cannabis talking cannabis coming? Is cannabis coming? It is coming. I'm sorry. Cannabis is coming. But no, I know. So, I feel it. I feel so cannabis. Check not it out, right? This is, this is the deal. One of my aunts lived in Alaska, and she said, come to Alaska. You can make enough money in Alaska if you come. And so I did. I, on a whim and a prayer, went to North Pole, Alaska, where my aunt and uncle lived and where my cousin Daniel lived and Daniel said hey you can live in my house and um, you know I was like okay I need a job and I went and got a job as a bartender and started bartending and started making a ton of money Hmm. and within one winter left Fairbanks and went to the valley and continued working in the service industry that grew into a, a lot of work, but you could work a couple days a week and make a lot of money. You know what I mean? So, I feel that'll be a and, common thread service right, industry, whether exactly, it's waiting tables right. or so, bartending. So then, so I did that. Service. The bartending, uh, you know, I did that, and then I got to a place where I didn't have to work. I actually found a man that I fell in love with, and I remarried, and um, we ended up snowboard uh, birding to and fro the south and alaska you know we didn't have to stay all year it was a good life and and i did that we we were together um for uh, 10 years and then again divorced and i found myself in texas but this is where the story starts when i went to the valley after leaving my cousin daniel's house my new doctor was a nurse practitioner named sarah and she was from sweden and she had just herself 
gotten to the valley and the clinic was in Telkitna. And so uh, my very first visit with her and she's looking at all my history and she's looking at the EMS and she's looking at um, what the doctors were looking at and talking about and prescribing and she honest straight faced looked at me and said you should just be smoking cannabis and I was so blown away Hmm. I didn't even I think it was the first time I'd ever heard the word cannabis and I and you no. weren't smoking at that and time? And so it was like, I mean, I had never heard anyone say cannabis. I was smoking. But I, you understand what I'm saying? Gotcha. I never heard yeah, someone yeah. use a medical term. I'd heard weed, pot, dope, uh, you know, marijuana, Mary Jane, MJ, all, you know, mm-hmm. all of that. But no one had ever used the word cannabis to me before. And something clicked, something triggered. And so I started little by little coming off of all the medications I was on and started understanding that I could smell different strains and through the aromas of the terpenes decide how it was going to help me in all kinds of areas of my life, anxiety, pain control, um, it's crazy because I say inflammation and people are like, that's absolutely impossible, but that's not, I, I've, and I've, I've got neuropathy from the MS. Um, nothing other than cannabis has been able to relieve their neuropic pain. What they prescribe is, I mean, horrible drugs and it's unbelievable how easy it is to consume cannabis and make it work. And, um, so talking with this Dr. Sarah, she turned me on to some research that was being done in Sweden, and there was also research being done around the world. And then I got turned on to eating cannabis and understanding cannabis and fell in love. I fell in love with it. I love marijuana. I absolutely love it. I didn't understand then all the stuff I understand now. Um, the information wasn't so easy to access then. Now we have so much information with the internet. We can find anything. You can research anything. You can find it. It's there if you know what you're looking for. You know, so I really have a passion for it. Anyway, when y'all, you know, the state goes legal and I'm happy as a clam, except <laughs> I need to get back into the state because the, the, the divorce caused me to be in the house in Texas <laughs> and the ex got the house in Willow. Um, and luckily enough, again, my same aunt gave me an invitation and my cousin Daniel was talking about being a cultivator and opening the dispensary and I said yes let me let me come back up and I will help you I will commit to you my service and I will reestablish my residency and I will become my own medical you know something I'll there's my dream in there too right I will make medicine for people in edible form and all kinds of forms I'm gonna do it I was all all aboard let's go you know (laughs) so what a bunch of stars aligning it was a bunch of stars aligning to to get me back to Alaska and so it was very nice and you got and so then you got to be a butt tender my cousin owns the dispensary <laughs> so nice go ahead yeah, get the plug so that's good sense daniel peters again nice good nice. sense good sense yeah one of the first in fair yeah yeah shout out to good sense, so, yeah for sure um so so what was one of your favorite strains to uh to serve 
as Bud Tender. Like we've all had our favorite strains outside of uh, the legal market. What was your favorite? Because it, it felt so good to be able to sit there and go, I'm here, something I have for yes. you as a customer would come in. So what was your favorite? What was your favorite strain to be able to tell um, someone? You know, that's a, it's a complicated question, you know, because um, you have to approach every customer differently in the job, right? I think that sure. I have a personal bias towards... The cin- oh, yeah, what brought you to the, the most Cinderella story? strain from Tannenal Herb Company? Nah, me too. And it's yeah, it it long. its flavor profile um, has some active cannabinoids in it that help with my neuropathy that the state isn't currently testing for. So I can't say with proof that it's in there, but I, anecdotally and uh, uh, my years of knowledge and knowing that. Um, the different cannabinoids um, are going to match the terpenes. And so I can trust my nose and the aroma. To, and so Cinderella, it was my favorite because I was it helped, my, helped me personally. So it was easy to be passionate about it. You know, it was all good. Every, it was, we, people walked in on a daily and they're like, this is my first time buying legal weed. And like, you know, I wanted to have right. like freaking glitter in my pocket to throw on them. But at the same time, I didn't want to swipe up glitter all day because <laughs> it had. And so right. it was exciting to sell to the person who would listen, you know, like when the mom right. came in and she said, you know, this is my first time in a dispensary and I could welcome her and I could say, hey, what are you looking for? And she would say, you know, well, I have kids, so I don't want to be and I'd be able to say, look, this rosebud this session, this, this is the weed for you. And I would get excited about that sale because I knew that it really was the mommy weed that was in the, in the, in the case, you know, <laughs> I knew it, you know, so those sure. kinds So you, selling all the products was exciting, you know, um, and there was nothing that I wouldn't sell, didn't want to sell. I was proud of everything that was being sold. I'm proud of everything that I've seen. I'm just really proud of everybody in the industry. Proud, so proud of what's happening in the state of Alaska. You have any dislikes, if there are any dislikes of being a bud tender? There has to be. There's got to be okay. something that, that, uh, what do you not like? What did you not enjoy about being okay, a Okay, I did not enjoy about being a bud tender when somebody walked in and said to me, I'm looking to take care of this pain control or anxiety. And um, I would spend some time and I'd recommend what was the best thing for them in the case. And their very follow-up question would be, and what has the highest THC? And they just wanted the highest THC. Um, and so there's a misperception. I mean, people don't understand that, you know, a sativa plant has 66 active cannabinoids in it, you know, nine of which they can prove how they respond to our CB1 and CB2 receptors in our body. So, you're, you know, cannabis goes hand in hand with the other... Um, cannabinoids which is and people who are um in the know they know that and and they have just been describing that as 
beams because that's how they're they're identifying the different CBEs. You know what I mean? Um, and people don't understand that if there's it can, you can have a really high THC strain, and if it doesn't have any CBE and it doesn't have CBDL, you're not going to get high. You'd be better off buying the hybrid that has those cannabinoids at a 15 because you're going to get higher and your high is going to last longer. And it's proven scientifically. And your bud tender knows it if they're a good bud tender. Not many people walk even to a liquor store and say, what is your highest alcohol? What's your highest proof? You know, you're going to look at what kind do you want? Do you want a wine? Do you want a liquor? Do you want beer? I mean, there's more yeah, than just exactly. a percentage nope. of... Yeah, nobody's drinking Everclear. It tastes horrible. Give you a horrible headache, right? right? Yeah, no. People are drinking what they enjoy. And so people who disrespected the whole plant kind of irritated me. All right. So what's what was one of your favorite thing about being a butt tender? Um, my favorite thing has got to be there is a lady who came into our store, and it happened to be slow. I, I like to be a fast pacer. If if I know what you're wanting when you're coming in, I'm going to get it ready for you, and I'll move you in and out as fast as you want, right? But every once in a while, somebody comes in, and they're a genuine patient. And I, with my particular background and what I know, have an ability to help somebody who's really looking for medical need. And we had a woman come in to good sense, and uh, I, I apologize that I don't know her name. She was lovely. Started talking about her medical problems, and she she got emotional, and she she kind of teared up. So I came around the counter, and I I hugged her, and I told her it's really okay, it's going to be okay, you know, it's okay. And she and she is absolutely my favorite customer because it wasn't about I'm I'm wasn't about looking for a good time. This woman was genuinely asking for help. And was listening, mm. and took recommend. And she and she she stayed there for thirty minutes. She took the recommendations. She was super nice. It, you know, she just was so super lovely. Um, I, and I, I really hope that she finds the right medicine for her. I really hope she finds it. That and and I guess it's because it touches me more on the just a, a big sale level or whatever. That it, that touched me on a on a human level. And that so that was definitely my mm. best experience. Yeah. That that being one of my favorite too, helping people and, and being the hardest that I didn't even understand was going to be part right. of blood tending. Uh, the, the medical patient coming in and whether they didn't have enough money right. or uh, the the THC level wasn't there, or like you're saying the CBDs we didn't have that kind, and we couldn't it couldn't help some people, and that was a thing yeah. that just never. Never even well, and see, and that was hard for me when we didn't have something that mm. I knew somebody needed. Like, like they had been in and found something and was really happy, and then I knew we were coming to the end of the strain, and there was nothing to replace that. That was hard for me. I yes. hated to break that news to anybody. You know, I didn't want to break that news to a customer because I knew that they were more than a customer; that they were a patient. You know, that wasn't fun. <laughs> but you know. They took it well, and um, we we got through. We well, that's the power yeah, of well, the legal it, market being able to know that you're right. going to get it again. And we got through the lull. It'll be back. Yeah, and and right. the we came back, and we and and yeah, but you know what I'm talking about. That little dry period was hard for a bunch of people. <laughs> cool, no kidding. Coming in, 
<sighs> everyone, everyone. <laughs> so, but that how everyone felt then. I think that's how the medical patient feels when they find a strain and then it's not there. Right? Uh, yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah, you just felt it. It was that that deep breath. <sighs> yeah, I hated to be the one to break that news. <laughs> You had to name some really important rules, like if someone wants to get into bud tending, what do you feel are the three most important? Two, um, three. Wow. You know, it's like any other service industry. There are a ton of rules, and to say that one is trumping the other is really hard. I think the above all is respect. Respect whoever comes into your dispensary. You know, that is... All All different shoes and all different experiences. You do not. No idea what they just came through. Yeah, I think, and you know, yeah, I think that that's really important. You have to have a sense of respect for everybody and, you know, um, because you're going to see all kinds. And and Hmm. I'm serious. And there'll be the people who are just interested in coming in, getting in and getting out, getting in and getting out, getting in and getting out. And then there's a person who's going to want to talk to you for 30 minutes, man. And you're going to have to have the patience to deal with that. And then you're going to have to be smart enough to realize when that person, when you need to, when when that person shows up three or four times in a row that you need help and you need to ask for help, you know, to get that person moving along if necessary. Need a break. Yeah. Um, so, you know, all the other stuff can be taught to someone. You know what I mean? Um, being that you, you can't teach somebody to respect people. You just, that's not taught. Right. You, and if you're going to get into the. Well, from a very well, young well, and age. If you're going to get into butt tending, you need to have been taught. I mean, you got to be respectful because that's really super important. Um to any successful dispensary anyway. Um, I, I think that um, butt tenders should really, really broaden their knowledge, you know. if mm, Education. Education. I, I think education is really important because customers um, are going to come in with questions and they're looking for answers. And, um, and if you don't have the answers, be honest. Don't ever lie. Don't ever bullshit somebody. Right, but, just to sell something. Right. That's not, that's not you know, that's not you know, yeah, that's not a good practice, but like, a, you know, the information's out there. Um, no, there's not been any research in the United States. Um, there is a bunch of anecdotal um, evidence, but there is a ton of research. The research has been done. The um, It was 1992 when CB1 and CB2 receptors in the human body were discovered and pathed. So since 1992, they have been studying the effects of cannabis on the human body in other parts of the world. The information's out there in Israel, in um, Sweden, in Norway. People are understand. They have, for some time, understood that it has a medical property and have been studying it in other countries. And so That's the so information's ridiculous. out there. You know, Schedule you can get one it. drug. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Uh, it's just a lie. Oh, my goodness. That is... To sit there and have to say it has no medical... Uh, no medical... Uh, what? Value? That's the word? 
Yeah, well, and, you know, to me, I'm uh, that's like... Um, <laughs> I I'm a walking, living, proving case that medical cannabis works. I have not, like, stopped in its track, MS, but um, have been in remission and ha- have done very well in controlling all my symptoms. And, um, hello, I'm doing that without Big Pharma, baby. I'm doing it with Mary Jane. <laughs> nice. So right now, Misha, we can't come and visit you at any dispensary. That is correct. That is correct. So that are we going to be able to see you soon somewhere again? Because I know so many customers have got to be missing you. They loved you. No, well, you know, um, I tried to be good to everybody, and I tried to fulfill the need. Like if they, you know, like if, if they were an in and outer, I knew they were an in and outer. And mm-hmm. I may not have remembered their name, but I remembered their strain. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, and and I, I really don't know. Unfortunately, I am not in the dispensary because very serious family situation, and um, I'm down here. Family first. Family first, right? I'm down here to try to handle that and take care of matters. Um, uh, but I, I'm coming back up, and I'm definitely. I, you know, I sourdoughed in the valley. Um, I've got a lot of friends in, in the Willa and Wasilla Palmer communities, and um, they're they're really striving, and they've had some difficult times getting dispensaries online. They've they've had a lot of pushback. Um, you know, it was it took them a lot longer to get cultivators going, and um, than it did in Fairbanks. You know what I mean? The Valley has kind of struggled, and so I'm not. You have sure. a good set of skills to take down there. So yeah, I do, be, and and so I, I don't know. You know, um, I'm definitely going to be in Anchorage for the cannabis classic i'm there i'm going to be there um and i don't know um you know reestablish i don't know i might hit up green jar right i might be like i might roll in and be like dudes i need a job (laughs) no kidding cannabis card good for three years that's Uh, really nice about alaska it is it is it's very nice so and i and you know i've got a bunch of unique set of skills i can do quite a few things so um you know uh and i've got my own aspiration to be in Alaska and to, to make the laws better and right. And we need to protect the patients. I know that we voted on, um, you know, recreational usage. And that's what uh, the dispensaries are. We're, we're selling recreational stuff. Right. Um, but it's not fair to patients um, not to have access to tested cannabis. They need to know more than there's THC and CBD. They need, they need to know. There are patients who need to know whether or not there's CBDL. There are patients who need to know that. There's patients who need to know if there's CBM. There's patients who need to know that. And I'm not saying every laboratory has to test for everything. I'm just saying that um, we need to have a laboratory who's considering to do it, and we're, we need to have the state to back us that patients have different needs. And so, you know... Um, some patients can't tolerate smoking and so they're going to need an edible and they're going to need an edible that's over five milligrams or they're maybe don't want to have any calories at all. And maybe their problem is a gut problem and they want a suppository. A five milligram suppository is not going to help a patient, Uh you know? Right, mm-hmm. duh. Right. Or really so, expensive. It's going to cost people a lot of money to get their dose. So, right. They'd have to buy so many. And who wants to put, I mean, how many suppositories do you want to stick up you? Because mm-hmm. I only want to put up one if I'm going to do it. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> so, so we need to get our dosing right. 
um, there's it's a difference between patients. And Alaska has already got it in play. We've had medical marijuana for a long time. There are licensed patients already in the state. And I'm not Correct. saying give access to this for this to everyone. I'm saying patients should have access. If we can smoke it recreationally, we should have access to the medicine. Wow, Misha. I I think bud tending is going to miss you when you come back because you're going to be full-fledged activist for medical patients. Not I think that's what's going to happen. You can't be running your own dispensary medical. All right, but, Misha. Well, good luck with the Cannabis Classic Alaska Best Bud Tender. Hey, man. Definitely have been voting every day myself. Good. Thanks. Right on. Yeah. Good luck to you, too. You know, your it, your podcast makes a difference. It matters. Um, like for me, I was able to listen to what was happening in Fairbanks before I was able to get on the plane. And it was oh, nice. great. <laughs> uh, thank you. We're all doing our part. We're all doing our part. Thanks for having me. Yes. All right. Uh, are you going to smoke? I uh, usually smoke out with someone as we're leaving. You got anything uh, to smoke right now? <laughs> you know, um, you, because <laughs> I didn't know when you were going to call, um, mm-hmm. I, I'm at my uh, aunt's house, and I'm, I'm not in the best position. <laughs> Fair enough. I, Fair I am enough. in Texas. <laughs> I'll try to spiritually get this one to you. Yeah. Hey, look, you really don't have to worry about me. I have been eating edibles all day. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Who, I, you who know, am I, th- I, yeah, I, am I really thinking? I'm like talking to Misha. Lozenge. I like a lozenge all day long. I put it in my mouth when I need it. All right, Misha. Take uh, care, Good Toker. luck again. Thank uh, you. Thank, thank you. you. Good luck for to coming you. on. Uh, I hope we get to see you. Show up for the, cl- uh, you know, show up. Come to the class. Let's go. Everybody, let's go. Yes. Let's let's meet in Anchorage on the 20th, people. <laughs> uh, there we go. I can set it better. Thank right. you, Misha. Hey, you're welcome. You have a great night. Bless you. Yeah, thank okay. you. Okay, all right. Bye-bye. Awesome. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> you're so welcome. Hey, hey, thank you for joining us on this special showcase edition of Bar North Toker. Please take time to vote for your favorite buttender at gocannabisclassic.com slash vote. Find me on Facebook, Mid Toker, and farnorthtokers.com. Sick!